Ticket Water Cooler. Brought to you by Culligan of Lincoln on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. This is the Ticket Water Cooler brought to you by Coligan Water. And uh, before I forget, I almost, I almost forgot. I better uh, tune to that, that music. It's a very important day uh, in the in the world. Oh, I suppose not. I guess, yeah, never mind. It's not an important day. I was going to do a whole May the 4th be with you thing, but the computer crapped out. So never mind. <laughs> you a Star Wars fan? You big, uh, you, does this May the 4th stuff bother you every year? I think I've seen four of them. No. Total? <clears throat> yeah, five maybe. Hmm. <laughs> What's going on? I just keep choking. It's me getting angry about Dollar Tree. It makes me feel some type of way. Yeah. Yeah, you're I not a big say, Star Wars guy, though. Huh? Um, no, I've seen the, the first, second, third, fourth. That doesn't really mean anything anymore. Did you see the one Eight. from the 70s? Did you see Eight. the ones from the early yeah, 2000s? Yeah, no, but I mean like those episodes. Yeah. So one, two, three, four. four. So four is the original. The prequels? Yeah. No, I didn't. No, <laughs> I know, but I didn't see five or six. No, like I didn't see the old ones. So I saw one, two, three, four, and maybe eight. No, nine. <laughs> I, I, don't. I don't even know. What you're I'm not really. About. A, are you a Star Wars guy? Um, I liked the the '70s ones, and then like when the first one came out in the you know 2000 year 2000 whatever it was. Um, I liked that one quite a bit. Uh, and then the prequels just kind of went off the script. And then these latest ones, uh, eh, they're solid. Not, not really. Not really too much of a Star Wars guy, but yeah. I kind of like it. I, th- I think it's cool. I can get into that world a little bit. Yeah. I, but the thing is, when people talk about it, I feel like most people that actually talk about it are hardcore Star Wars fans, and I can't keep up. That's right, yeah. Like, they talk about like the Death Star and all that. I mean, I, I have a general idea of what it is, but when you go into the history of it, I have no idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's how I feel about it too. Is I mean, there's certain things out there that I would say like, like Harry Potter. I, I casually like Harry Potter, but I can't go to you Harry read the books. Or are you a movie guy? Gosh, see, that's what I'm saying. I didn't read the freaking books. Okay, <laughs> do I don't read books. What year do you think this is? I I couldn't I couldn't do well at like Harry Potter trivia. I don't know what like each bookshelf is named. You know what I'm saying? But I kind of like enjoy Harry Potter. It's the same thing with like Star Wars. I don't know. Who lives on this thing, on the planet Tatooine? But I know I have no idea. that there is a planet Tatooine. Yeah, no, exactly. I'm, I'm probably on the same page as you. Yeah. So may the fourth be with you, Buck. That's right. Thank you. So at least that for our Star Wars fans out there, may the fourth be with you, and uh, you'll hear it plenty today. Um, and then tomorrow's Cinco de Mayo, so back to back holidays. Oh, That's yeah. pretty cool. Oh, very true. You got any big plans for Cinco de Mayo? No, my, uh, it's Thirsty Thursday too. Oh, it is Thirsty Thursday. Hopefully, uh, Kevin Meyer will bring in, in something good, but that'll probably be the extent of my celebration because. I have to wake up at 2 in the morning. 2 a.m.? Yeah, 2 a.m. Taylor Martinez. Nope, Adrian Martinez. <laughs> Adrian Martinez. Gosh, darn it. The, he's gone and I'm still too. I know. My goodness. Uh, speaking of that, let's uh, let's get into our question here. Would an eight-win season restore your faith in Frost for the long term? Eight and over is what I'm saying. You know, obviously if they go undefeated, but I'm just saying, you know, we have Nate over here who thinks Nebraska is going to win nine mm-hmm. regular season games. I'm, I do. I'm not sure if that's going to happen. But the, the point is the schedule is a little bit lighter. Um, there's been some changes in the offseason. It just it, I, I, I'm intrigued by what an eight-win season would do because it could almost get you right back into the position you were last year. I mean, so basically if, if they do find a way to get to eight wins – 
Um, you know, a lot of it's kind of off these rental players that they're that they're going in and getting. But credit to them for doing that, right? And it, they did what a, they had to do, right, to to build this up. Um, but it's fascinating because if you get back to that, you've almost got to get to you know if if you have an oppressive enough season, it's tough to sit on a contract. So if you have eight wins, do you extend Frost once again and kind of get yourself? I mean, I, I wouldn't think that they would sign the buyout to be as large. Um, but you could see them getting in a similar situation they were the previous year um, as these contracts move. You always want to keep your your coach basically five years out, so recruiting is easy enough. Um, and you know this this is the trial year. You don't want trial year to turn into trial years mm-hmm. down the line. Obviously, if things go disastrous, um, you're going to have to um, uh, make a move, right? If they win eight this year and then when you know four or five the next year then you just move on um but that's that's kind of my question is you know does an eight win season this year return your faith for a long term in scott frost or do you think that an eight win you could get eight wins this year because it's a lighter schedule and you know maybe these rental players that you kind of are have pretty on good board yeah. are good and it all works out does that mean that you believe in in the the way that this the scott frost program is is trending and, and going into the future do you, do you or would you be worried that uh you have kind of one good year and then it returns to you know five or six wins and, and when i say six that hasn't happened yet i'm gonna be honest you buck and i don't think you're gonna like to hear this i think it does I think that in I if you would have asked me this ten years ago, no, I'd probably disagree with you and say I mean they get, get literally eight. I believe Pelini's last year was nine wins, correct? Yeah, he never won less than nine. So if you look around that time, no, it's not enough. With the current state of the program, I mean, look at the track record of Scott Frost. He he's proven that he can win at the at maybe not the Power Five level, but at the Division One level. UCF went. Undefeated. <laughs> yes, okay. And, and That was a and long he, time ago. I, I Okay, but let's not act like it was forever ago. And it was, what, five years ago? Yeah. And now, and now you look at the, the state of Nebraska, they're coming off of a three-win season. Before that, what, five? Eight wins is, eight wins is a huge jump. And I, and I know you hate to hear it because you want Nebraska to immediately go back to the national championships. But stuff like that takes time. It's and, not national championships that I you, want. Yes, you do. Well, I mean, eventually, sure, I'd like to be competing for national championships, but conference championships, winning the Big Ten West. I think eight wins beating puts Wisconsin, you in the conversation. Beating Iowa. It might not, eight wins might not be the number that gets you there. It puts you in the conversation. And with the current state of the program, I think if you're a fan of Nebraska, eight, eight wins makes you optimistic. Now, like you said, if you go in the next season and you win four or five, okay, boom, wipe your hands, you're done, on to the next. But if we go a couple seasons, say two, three seasons with eight wins, maybe jump to nine, I'd say it's headed in the right direction because I know that you hate the argument that maybe Bo Pelini, people say he shouldn't have been fired because he did win nine games and you look at the current state of the program, we love nine wins. I'm with you on the same page that you have to look at a ceiling. And I think Bo Pelini probably hit his ceiling. He, right, the, yeah. he was an eight, nine win, or a nine, nine ten, or win, ten win coach. Excuse yeah. me, nine or ten win football coach. That's what he was. But you, you have to give these things time, and I think if you go a couple seasons with eight or nine wins, you kind of have to take what you got at this point in time. Because then say you reset again, how long is it going to take you then to rebuild back up to those eight or nine wins? It takes time. 
and and I think with the current state of the program, you just don't have a choice. Like you the, just don't. The problem is, yeah. I mean, that's that's where I mean, you're right about that. Is they've just buried themselves in this hole. You did no, legitimately, you did. Yeah, but it's in part because Frost didn't take off like you wanted him to. Um, so it's you know, uh, I, I I guess the aspect of it that I'm more interested in is is like narrowing the focus in on Frost. I like what they've done with the program again, um, with you know Mark Whipple and, and Riola and, and you know and, you know everything they've done with the, the from the transfer portal to the new additions on the coaching staff, which you know Mickey Joseph those guys it's a more of a long term thing, um, and but I I also am not sure, <laughs> I'm not sure that the fault. Should I mean I think that the offensive assistants had some fault at, at at blame right had some blame in it but they were they were frost guys they were like dedicated frost guys that he wanted to bring up with him so basically I mean you're going on your fifth year with I think your, Martinez with your falls third into that same category right that it, Martinez did have his faults and you can probably blame him for at least a few losses but that was frost guy. Yeah, he. I mean, he rode with him to the very end. So there, there is a connection there, and I think it'll help them moving apart. But it's just interesting because I don't know um, if your team takes a, a big jump. How much of that is on because Scott Frost is a great CEO leader of the program, or because you made the right assistant coach moves? And you know, assistant coaches, if they do well, move on quickly. Listen, but that's. Yeah, and I understand what you're saying, and I think the assistant coaches are going to play a huge role, especially if this team this team does take a step forward. If we're talking eight nine wins, that's not all frost. We're agreeing with that. Mark Whipple is going to have some type of reason for that. Casey Thompson, Mickey Joseph, the other transfers that you sprinkle in, yeah. they're going to have an impact. I understand that, but again, you don't get these transfers or these assistant coaches without Scott Frost. You don't. There has to be some type of faith in Scott Frost to get those guys. I'm not saying he's the sole reason. I'm not saying that he's even really the face right now. I think there's a lot of things that are happening within the program that convinces these guys to come to Nebraska. And it's not just Scott Frost. But if you had no faith in Scott Frost, you would not have made that jump. There's no way. You're not going to get an O'Shawn Mathis if he doesn't like Scott Frost. Well, there You're are not. other there are other things that, that that play into it. I'm not sure if Frost at this point in his career is the top reason that you're committing to no, Nebraska. I don't think so either. Because but he, he is a reason. He might be a reason, and and that that's solid. I, I, again, it, it's not like I'm not saying if he gets eight wins, should you fire him? I'm not saying that. I'm saying if he gets eight wins, do you believe five years down the line, Scott Frost will be the head coach? I do because I think that I do. That's what that's. I I I'm, I think that's short sighted. I'm going to need more proof uh, than one year of things finally getting to where the program should have been all along. I agree with that. Um, to to you know uh, to fight back it's not i'm not an anti-frost guy and sometimes i get painted as that i i cheered for him just as i thought it was the greatest hire everyone you know all, all along with all the rest of the husker fans i've just I, I i i've just i've been unimpressed um by his coaching to be honest by his roster management by but even uh you know just basically everything and who and why wouldn't you be it, it hasn't worked out well and it's not that which it's, is why he got the contract restructured though which right. is why you had to bring in these assistant coaches I'm on the same page with you there, but I think that it, it, there's a type of mental block that comes with this too, Bach. You, some of those games towards the end of the season that you lost, I think it has to be some type of mental block that goes into it, right? So, I mean, some of those games were literally complete and total collapses in the fourth quarter, and it was the same thing every single game. At some point, you'd think that would come to an end, right? Yeah. And I don't know if it's a change in the locker room with the quarterback. I don't know if it is the new assistant coaches coming in. 
But there's been so many changes that I just don't see that type of block happening again. It could. I could be entirely wrong. I could be but the, so far The off. idea that last year's team, you just pick up where they left off, is fraudulent. You don't. This is a complete new cast of characters. Those guys went on to the NFL or or not. You know they went on um, to go. You know do whatever transfer. I mean you've lost a lot of what made up of last year's team. Now you've got a few pieces back, and uh, you know hats off to those guys. You made gonna, improvements at at places. I don't know if they're improvements. I don't know if the wide receiver the position, position is better. Is an I don't know if the quarterback position is going to be better suited behind an offensive line that you're going to need Casey Thompson to. I mean. You can give Adrian Martinez a lot of crap. That was a terrible pass-blocking offensive line. He had to pirouette his way out of almost everything, almost more than Tommy Armstrong back in the day. He was more of a pirouette type of guy. But Adrian, I mean, had some... Sometimes, though, you just got to get rid of the ball. My point, though, is is that I don't know if this team, as it is currently constructed, uh, can get and play the number two schedule in the nation as far as difficulty and stay within eight points of every one of them. I don't know if that's the case. That's last year's team. That's not this year's team. That's Samari Toure factoring in. You know that that you know all these guys, Listen, Jojo Dolan, Austin Allen. Those guys are out. But you also have to play with what's ahead of you. I understand last year. Trust me, I'll be the first to tell you that was not a three-win football team. That was one of the most difficult schedules in the country. If you put them in the college football playoff, I think they are more competitive than Michigan. I'm the first person to say that, and I stand by that. But at the same time, this season, while your team might not be as good, guess what? Y you do have the easier schedule. Wh whether that's you want to make that an argument or not, which I always do, the schedule's easier. That but plays a factor. Whether you whether you want to admit it, it or not, it a, does. It plays a factor in your total wins. The fact that you're four and sixteen against current Big Ten West coaches, you're playing every one of those guys. I don't care. You know, you can mix it up and and, and say the other There's games a lot are easier. Of changes, you got to Buck. There's a lot, and th those changes could be terrible, and that record could get substantially worse. But there not are really. a lot. Of, I mean, I mean it <laughs> can. That, that winning percentage can get lower. It's at like twenty percent. <laughs> Listen, it can get lower. I I, I sure as hell hope that it doesn't but it can get lower i'm saying there were changes at crucial positions that needed to be made and that were made i think this is going to be a completely different team that we see on the field i really do F from the coaching side coaching alone you're going to have a different scheme than you had last year yeah and it, 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 you, you got a new quarterback for the first time for the first time we we're going to see scott frost with a new quarterback that's a good thing i i, I seriously think Say what you will about Adrian Martinez, good or bad, for the for Nebraska to get a change of scenery and for him to get a change of scenery is big. It's huge. No, yeah, no, I, I agree with that part, and I and I hope to, to see things change. I'm just saying, I'm not completely bought. Even if they do have a good season, and it's not miraculous, right? If they have a good season, I'm not totally bought in that this is this is uh, nine wins. I'm not totally bought in that Frost is still the guy. Ten, because there's a lot that's going on. Ten. With <laughs> no. 11? I don't even believe that stuff is possible. Uh, we'll take a oh quick break God. here on the ticket. When we come back, we'll get jump back into the good old days. We'll review the 1999 football season uh, for Nathan as we get him caught up on Husker football history. He'll, he'll like this year. Michael Vick was out there running around, oh, yeah. too. So we'll talk to that. I'll talk about that next year on the Ticket Water Cooler 93.7 The Ticket.